shall be rich ere we depart, if fairings come thus plentifully in. Look you what I have from the loving king. Madam, came nothing else along with that? Nothing but this. Yes, as much love in rhyme as would be crammed up in a sheet of paper, writ on both sides the leaf, margin and all, that he was fain to seal on Cupid's name. That was the way to make his godhead wax, for he hath been five thousand years a boy. Ay, and a shrewd unhappy gallows, too. You'll ne'er be friends with him. I killed your sister. Oh. <laughs> he made her melancholy, sad and heavy. And so she died. <laughs> Had she been light like you, of such a merry, nimble, stirring spirit, she might have been a granddam ere she died. And so may you, for a light heart lives long. But, Rosaline, you have a favor too. Who sent it and what is it? I would you knew. Be witness this. Nay, I have verses too. I thank Barone. The number's true. And were the numbering too, I were the fairest goddess on the ground. I am compared to 20,000 fairs. Oh, he have drawn my picture in his letter. <laughs> Anything like? Mm, much in the letters, nothing in the praise. <laughs> Catherine, what was sent to you from fair domain? Madam, this glove. Did he not send you twain? Yes, madam. And moreover, some thousand verses of a faithful lover, a huge translation of hypocrisy, vilely compiled, profound simplicity. This and these pearls to me sent long vile. The letter is too long by half a mile. I think no less. Dost thou not wish in heart the chain were longer and the letter short? I or I would these hands might never part. <laughs> we are wise girls to mock our lovers so. They are worse fools to purchase mocking so. That same barone I'll torture ere I go. Oh, that I knew he were but in by the week. How I would make him fawn and beg and seek. And wait the season and observe the times and spend his prodigal wits in bootless rhymes and shape his service wholly to my Hess, and make him proud to make me proud that Jess. So fortune-like would I or sway his state, that he should be my fool, and I his fate. None are so surely caught when they are catched as wit turned fool. Folly in wisdom hatched hath wisdom's warrant and the help of school, and wit's own grace to grace a learned fool. The blood of youth burns not with such excess, as gravity's revolt to wantonness. Mm, folly in fools bears not so strong a note as foolery in the wise when wit doth dote, since all the power thereof it doth apply to prove by wit worth in simplicity. <laughs> here comes Boyette and mirth is in his face. Oh, I am stabbed with laughter. Where's the grace? Thy news, Boyette? Prepare, madam, prepare. Arm, wenches, arm. Encounters mounted are against your peace. Love doth approach disguised. Arm and arguments. You'll be surprised. <laughs> Muster your wits. Stand in your own defense or hide your head like cowards and fly hence. St. Dennis to St. Cupid. 
What are they that charge their breath against us? Say, Scout, say. Under the cool shade of a sycamore, I thought to close mine eyes some half an hour, when lo, to interrupt my purpose rest, toward that shade I might behold addressed the king and his companions. <laughs> Warily I stole into a neighbor thicket by, and overheard what you shall overhear, that by and by, disguised, they will be here. But what? But what? Come they to visit us? They do, they do, and are apparelled thus, like Muscovites or Russians, as I guess. Their purpose is to parley, to court, and dance, and every one his love suit will advance unto his several mistress, which they'll know, by favorous several which they did bestow. And will they so? The gallants shall be tasked for ladies, we shall every one be masked, and not a man of them shall have the grace, despite of suit, to see a lady's face. Hold, Rosaline, this favor thou shalt wear, and then the king will court thee for his dear. Hold, take thou this, my sweet, and give me thine. So shall Baron take me for Rosaline. And change your favors too, so shall your loves woo contrary, deceived by these removes. Come on then, where are the favors most in sight? But in this changing, what is your intent? The effect of my intent is to cross theirs. They do it but in mockery merriment, and mock for mock is only my intent. Their several counsels they unbosom shall to loves mistook. And so be mocked withal upon the next occasion that we meet with visages displayed to talk and greet. But shall we dance if they desire to it? No, to the death we will not move a foot, nor to their penned speech render we no grace. But while tis spoke, each turn away her face. Why that contempt will kill the speaker's heart and quite divorce his memory from his part. Therefore I do it. And I make no doubt the rest will ne'er come in if he be out. Now there's no such sport as sport by sport o'erthrown to make theirs ours and ours none but our own. So shall we stay mocking intended game and they well mocked depart away with shame. The trumpet sounds, be masked, the maskers come. the richest beauties on the earth. Beauty's no richer than rich taffeta. A, a holy parcel of the fairest dames that ever turn their backs to mortal view. Their eyes, villain, their eyes. That ever turn their eyes to mortal views. Out. True, out indeed. Out of your favors, heavenly spirits. Vouchsafe not to behold. Once to behold, Rose. Once to behold with your sunbeamed eyes. Your son be made They will eyes. not answer to the epithet. You were best to call it daughter be mid eyes. They do not mark me, and that brings me out. Is this your perfectness? Be gone, you rogue. What put these strangers? 
know their minds, Boyette. If they do speak our language, tis our will that some plain man recount their purposes. Know what they would. What would you with the princess? Nothing but peace and gentle visitation. What would they say, they? Nothing but peace and gentle visitation. Why, that they have, and bid them so be gone. She says, you have it, and you may be gone. Say to her we have measured many miles to tread a measure with her on this grass. They say they have measured many a mile to tread a measure with you on this grass. It is not so. Ask them how many inches is in one mile. If they have measured many, the measure then of one is easily told. If to come hither you have measured miles, and many miles, the princess bids you tell how many inches doth fill up one mile. Tell her we measure them by weary steps. Oh, she has herself. How many weary steps of many weary miles you have are gone? are numbered in the travel of one mile. We number nothing that we spend for you. Our duty is so rich, so infinite, that we may do it still without account. Vouchsafe to show the sunshine of your face, that we, like savages, may worship it. <laughs> My face is but a moon, and clouded too. Blessed are clouds to do as clouds do. Vouchsafe, bright moon, and these thy stars to shine. Those clouds removed upon our watery eye. O vain petitioner, beg a greater matter. Thou now request but moonshine in the water. Then in our measure do but vouchsafe one change. Thou bidst me beg. This begging is not strange. Play music then. Nay, you must do it soon. Not yet, no dance? Thus change I like the moon. Will you not dance? How come you thus estranged it? You took the moon at full, but now she's changed it. Yet still, she's the moon, and I the man. The music plays vouchsafe some motion to it. Our ears vouchsafe it. But your legs should do it. Since you are strangers and come here by chance, will not be nice. Take hands. We will not dance. Why take we hands then? Only to part friends. Curtsy, sweethearts. And so the measure ends. More measure of this measure. Be not nice. We can afford no more at such a price. Prize you yourselves. What buys your company? Your absence only. That can never be. Then cannot we be bought. And so adieu, twice to your visor and half once to you. If you deny to dance, let's hold more chat. And private, then. I am best pleased with that. White-handed mistress, one sweet word with thee. Honey and milk and sugar, there's three. Nay, then, two trays. And if you grow so nice, methaglin, wort, and mounsey. Well, run dice, that's half a dozen sweets. Seventh sweet, adieu. Since you can cog, I'll play no more with you. One word in secret. Let it not be sweet. Thou grievest my gall. Gall, bitter. Therefore meet. <clears throat> Will you vouchsafe with me to change a word? Name it. 
fair lady. Say you so, fair lord. Take that for your fair lady. Please it you as much in private, and I'll bid adieu. What was your visor made without a tongue? I know the reason, lady, why you ask. Oh, for your reason. Quickly, sir, I long. You have a double tongue within your mask and would afford my speechless visor half. Veal, quoth the Dutchman. Is not a veal a calf? A calf, fair lady? No, a fair lord calf. Let's part the word. No, I'll not be your half. Take all and wean it. It may prove an ox. Look how you butt yourself in these sharp mocks. Will you give horns, chase lady? Do not so. Then die a calf before your horns do grow. One word in private with you ere I die. Bleat softly then. The butcher hears you cry. The tongues of mocking wenches are as keen as in the razor's edge invisible cutting a smaller hair than may be seen, above the sense of sense, so sensible seemeth their conference. Their conceits have wings, fleeter than arrows, bullets, wind, thought, swifter things. Not one word more, my maids. Break off, break off. By heaven, all dry beaten with pure scoff. Farewell, mad wenches, you have simple wits. Twenty adieus, my frozen Moscovitz. <laughs> are these the breed of wit so wondered at? Tapers they are, with your sweet breaths puffed out. Well, liking wits they have. Gross, gross, fat, fat. Oh, poverty and wit, kingly poor flouts. Will they not think you hate themselves tonight? Or ever but in visors show their faces? This pert baron was out of countenance quite. Ah, they were all in lamentable cases. The king was weeping ripe for a good word. Baron did swear himself out of all suit. Domain was at my service, and his sword. None point, quoth I. My servant straight was mute. Lord Longaville said I came o'er his heart, and true you what he called me. Quam, perhaps? Oh. <laughs> yes, in good faith. Go, sickness as thou art. Well, better wits have worn plain statute caps. But will you hear? The king is my love sworn. <laughs> and quick baron hath plighted faith to me. And Longaville was for my service born. Dumaine is mine, as sure as bark on tree. Madam and pretty mistresses, give ear. Immediately they will again be here, in their own shapes, for it can never be they will digest this harsh indignity. Will they return? They will, they will, God knows, and leap for joy, though they are lame with blows. Therefore change favours, and when they repair, blow like sweet roses in this summer air. How blow? How blow speak to be understood? Fair ladies' mast are roses in their bud. This mast, their damask sweet commixture shown, are angels veiling clouds, or roses blown. Avant, perplexity. Now what shall we do if they return in their own shapes to woo? Good madam, if by me you'll be advised, let's mock them still, as well known as disguised. 
Let us complain to them what fools were here, disguised like muscovites in shapeless gear, and wonder what they were and to what end their shallow shows and prologue vilely penned. And their rough carriage, so ridiculous, should be presented at our tent to us. Ladies, withdraw. The gallants are at hand. Whip to our tents as rose run o'er land. Fair sir, God save you. Where's the princess? Gone to her tent. Please it, your majesty, command me any service to her thither? That she vouchsafe me audience for one word. I will, and so will she. I know, my lord. This fellow pecks up wit as pigeons peas, and utters it again when God doth please. He is wit's peddler, and retails his wares at wakes and wassails, meetings, markets, fairs. Mend him who can. The ladies call him sweet. The stairs, as he treads on them, kiss his feet. This is the flower that smiles on everyone, to show his teeth as white as whaler's bone. And consciences that will not die in debt, pay him the due of honey-tongued boyette. A blister on his sweet tongue with my heart, that put Armado's page out of his part. <clears throat> all hail, sweet madam, and fair time of day. Fair in all hail is foul, as I conceive. Construe my speeches better, if you may. Then wish me better, I will give you leave. We came to visit you, and purpose now to lead you to our court. Vouchsafe it then. Oh, this field shall hold me, and so hold your vow. Nor God nor I delights in perjured men. Rebuke me not for that which you provoke. The virtue of your eye must break my oath. You nicknamed virtue. Vice, you should have spoke. For virtue's office never breaks men's troth. Now, by my maiden honor, yet as pure as the unsullied lily, I protest, a world of torments though I shall endure, I would not yield to be your house guest. So much I hate a breaking cause to be of heavenly oaths vowed with integrity. Oh, you have lived in desolation here, unseen, unvisited, much to our shame. Not so, my lord. It is not so, I swear. We have had pastimes here and pleasant game. A mess of Russians left us but of late. How, madam? Russians? Aye, in truth, my lord. Trim gallants full of courtship and of state. Madam, speak true. It is not so, my lord. My lady, to the manner of the days, in courtesy gives undeserving praise. We four indeed confronted were with four in Russian habit. Here they stayed an hour and talked apace, and in that hour, my lord, they did not bless us with one happy word. I dare not call them fools, but this I think. When they are thirsty, fools would fain have drink. This jest is dry to me, my gentle sweet. Your capacity is of that nature that to your huge store wise things seem foolish and rich things but poor. This proves you wise and rich, for in my eye... I am a fool and full of poverty. But that you take what doth to you belong. It were a fault to snatch words from my tongue. Oh, I am yours, and all that I possess. All the full mine? I cannot give you less. Which of the visors was it that you wore? Where? When? What visor? Why demand you this? There, then, that visor, that superfluous case that hid the worse and showed the better face. 
We're descried. They'll mock us now downright. Uh, let us confess and turn it into a jest. Amazed, my lord. Why looks your highness sad? Help! Hold his brows. He'll swoon. Why look you pale? Seasick, I think. Coming from Moscovy! <laughs> <laughs> Thus pour the stars down plagues for perjury. Can any face of brass hold longer out? Here stand I, lady. Dart thy skill at me. Bruise me with scorn. Confound me with a flout. Thrust thy sharp wit quite through my ignorance. Cut me to pieces with thy keen conceit. And I will wish thee never more to dance. Nor never more in Russian habit wait. I do forswear them. And I here protest. Henceforth, my wooing mind shall be expressed in russet yeas and honest cursy noes. And to begin, wench, so God help me, law, my love to thee is sound, sans crack or flaw. Sans, sans, I pray you. Yet I have a trick of the old rage, bear with me, I am sick. I'll leave it by degrees. So, let us see. Right, Lord, have mercy on us on those three. They are infected in their heart it lies. They have the plague and caught it of your eyes. These lords are visited. You are not free, for the Lord's tokens on you do I see. No, they are free that gave these tokens to us. Our states are forfeit. Seek not to undo us. It is not so. For how can this be true, that you stand forfeit, being those that sue? Peace, for I will not have to do with you. Nor shall not, if I do as I intend. Speak for yourselves. My wit is at an end. Teach us, sweet madam, for our rude transgression some fair excuse. The fairest is confession. Were not you here, but even now disguised? Madam, I was. And were you well advised? I was, my madam. When you then were here, what did you whisper in your lady's ear? That more than all the world I did respect her. When she shall challenge this, you will reject her. Upon my honour, no. Peace, peace, forbear. Your oath once broke, you force not to forswear. Despise me when I break this oath of mine. I will, and therefore keep it. Rosaline, what did the Russian whisper in your ear? Madam, he swore that he did hold me dear as precious eyesight, and did value me above this world, adding thereto, moreover, that he would wed me or else die my lover. God give thee joy of him. The noble Lord most honorably doth uphold his word. What mean you, madam? By my life, my troth, I never swore this lady such an oath. By heaven you did. And to confirm it plain, you gave me this. But, but, but take it, sir, again. My faith and this, the princess I did give. I knew her by this jewel on her sleeve. Pardon me, sir. This jewel did she wear. And Lord Baron, I thank him, is my dear. What, will you have me or your pearl again? Neither of either. I remit both twain. Uh, I see the trick on <laughs> Here was a consent, knowing aforehand of our merriment, to dash it like a Christmas comedy. Some carry tale, some please man, some slight zany, some mumble muse, some trencher knight, some 
dick that smiles his cheek in years and knows the trick to make my lady laugh when she's disposed, told our intents before, which once disclosed the ladies did change favours, and then we, following the signs, wooed but the sign of she. Full merrily hath this brave menage, this career been run. Lo, he's tilting straight. Peace, I have done. Welcome, pure wit. Thou partest a fair fray. Oh, Lord, sir. Uh, uh, they would know whether the three worthies shall come in or no. What, are there but three? Oh, no, sir, but it is verifying. For everyone presents three. And three times thrice is nine. Oh, not so, sir. <laughs> no, under correction, sir. <laughs> I hope it is not so. No, oh, you cannot beg us, sir. I can assure you, sir. We know what we know. <laughs> I hope, sir. Three times thrice, sir. Is not nine? Under correction, sir. We know where until it doth amount. By Jove, I always took three threes for nine. Oh, Lord, sir. <laughs> it were pity you should get your living by reckoning, sir. How much is it? Oh, Lord, sir. The parties themselves, the actors, sir will show where until it doth amount. For mine own part, I am, as they say, but to perfect one man in one poor man. Pompeian the Great, sir. Art thou one of the worthies? It pleased them to think me worthy of Pompey the Great. For mine own part, I know not the degree of the worthy, but I am to stand for him. Go bid them prepare. We will turn it finely off, sir. We will take some care. Barone. They will shame us. Let them not approach. We are shameproof, my lord. And tis some policy to have one show worse than the king's and his company. I say, they shall not come. Nay, my good lord, let me or rule you now. That sport best pleases that doth least know how. Where zeal strives to content, and the contents dies in the zeal of that which it presents, their form confounded makes most form in mirth when great things laboring perish in their birth. The right description of our sport, my lord. Anointed, I implore so much expense of thy royal sweet breath as will utter a brace of words. That is all one, my fair sweet honey monarch, for I protest this schoolmaster is exceeding fantastical. Too, too vain, too, too vain. But we will put it, as they say, to Fortuna de la Guerra. I wish you a peace of mind, most royal couplement. Here is like to be a good presence of worthies. He presents Hector of Troy, the Swain, Pompey the Great, the parish curate, Alexander, Armado's page, Hercules, the pedant, Judas Maccabeus. And if these four worthies in their first show thrive, these four will change habits and present the other five. The ship is under sail, and here she comes, amazed. I Pompeyam. You lie, you are not he. I Pompeyam. With leopard's head on me. <laughs> well said, old mocker. I must needs be friends with thee. I Pompey. Am Pompey surnamed the Big. Uh, the Great? It is great, sir. Pompey surnamed 
the great, that oft in field with targe and shield did make my foe to sweat. And traveling along this coast, I hear him come by chance and lay my arms before the legs of this sweet lass of France. If your ladyship would say thanks, Pompey, I had done. Great thanks, great Pompey. Tis not so much worse, but I hope it was perfect. I, I made a little fault in great. My hat to a halfpenny. Pompey proves the best worthy. When in the world I lived, I was the world's commander. By east, west, north, and south, I spread my conquering might. My scutcheon plain declares that I am Alessander. Your nose says no, you are not, for it stands too right. Your nose smells no in this most tender smelling night. The conqueror is dismayed. Proceed, good Alexander. When in the world I lived, I was the world's commander. <laughs> Most true. Tis right, you were so, Alessander. Pompey the Great. Your servant. And Costard. Take away the conqueror. Take away, Alessander. Oh, sir. You have overthrown Alessander the Conqueror. You will be scraped out of the painted cloth for this. <sighs> a conqueror and a feared to speak. Run away for shame. Alessander. Huh. There, and shall please you, a foolish, mild man. An honest man, look you, and soon dashed. He's a marvelous good neighbor, faith, and a very good bowler. But for Alessander, alas, you see how tis, a little or parted. But there are worthies a-coming, will speak their mind in some other sort. Stand aside, good Pompey. Great Hercules is presented by this imp whose club killed Cerberus, that three-headed Canus, and when he was a babe, a child, a shrimp, thus did he strangle serpents with his manus. Quoniam he seemeth in minority, ergo I come with this apology. Keep some state and I exit and vanish. Judas, I am. <gasps> oh, Judas. Oh, not Iscariot, sir. <laughs> Judas, I am. Eclipped Maccabeus. Judas Maccabeus clipped is plain Judas. The kissing traitor. How art thou approved, Judas? Judas, I am. The more shame for you, Judas. I will not be put out of countenance. Because thou hast no face. What is this? Uh, a sitting head. The head of a bodkin. A death's face in a ring. The face of an old Roman coin scarce seen. The pommel of Caesar's falchion. The carved bone face on a flask. St. George's half cheek in a brooch. Aye, and in a brooch of lead. Aye, and worn in the cap of a tooth drawer. And now, forward! For we have put thee in countenance. You have put me out of countenance. False! We have given thee faces. But you have outfaced them all. And thou wert a lion? We would do so. Therefore, as he is an ass, let him go. And so a Jew, sweet Jude. Oh, nay, why dost thou stay? For the latter end of his name. For the ass to the Jude? Give it him. Jude, Jude ass, ass away. away! This is not generous. Not gentle. 
not humble. Ah, oh, a light for Monsieur Judas. It grows dark, he may stumble. Alas, poor Maccabeus, how hath he been baited? Hide thy head, Achilles. Here comes Hector in arms. Hector was but a Trojan in respect of this. But is this Hector? I think Hector was not so clean timbered. His leg is too big for Hector's. Mm, more calf, certain. No, he is best endowed in the small. This cannot be Hector. He's a god or a painter, for he makes faces. The army vaulted Mars of Lances the Almighty gave Hector a gift. A gilt nutmeg. A lemon! Stuck with cloves. No, no, cloven. Peace. The army bolted Mars of Lances the Almighty gave Hector a gift. The heir of Ilion. A man so breathed that certain he would fight. Yea, from morn till night out of his pavilion. I am that flower. That mint. That columbine. Sweet Lord Longevere, rain thy tongue. I must rather give it the rain, for it runs against Hector. Aye, and Hector's a greyhound. The sweet war man is dead and rotten. Sweet chocks, feed not the bones of the buried. When he breathed, he was a man. But I will forward with my device. Sweet royalty, bestow on me the sense of hearing. Speak. Brave Hector, we are much delighted. I do adore thy sweet grace's slipper. Loves her by the foot? May not by the yard. <laughs> this Hector far surmounted Hannibal. The party is gone. Fellow Hector, she is gone. She's two months on her way. What meanest thou? Faith, unless you play the honest Trojan, the poor wench is cast away. She's quick. The child brags in her belly already. Oh. Is yours. Dost thou infamonize me among potentates? No. Thou shalt die. Then shall Hector be whipped for Jaquinetta that is quick by him, and hanged for Pompey that is dead by him. Most rare Pompey. Renowned Pompey. Greater than great, 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 great Pompey. Pompey the huge. Hector trembles. Pompey is moved. More Ate! Hector will challenge him. By the North Pole, I do challenge thee. <laughs> Fight with a pole? Like a northern man? Slash! I'll do it by the sword. I pray you, let me borrow my arms again. Room for the insensate worthies. I'll do it in my shirt. Oh, most resolute Pompey. Gentlemen and soldiers, pardon me. I will not combat in my shirt. You may not deny it. Pompey hath made the challenge. Sweet lords, I both may and will. What reason have ye for it? The naked truth of it is, I have no shirt. I go woolworth for penance. Lord save you, madam. Welcome, marketing, but that thou interrupts our merriment. I am sorry, madam, for the news I bring is heavy in my tongue. The king, your father, Dead. For my life. Even so, my tale is told. Worthies away. The scene begins to cloud. For mine own part, I breathe free breath. I have seen the day of wrong through the little hole of discretion, and I will right myself like a soldier. 
How fares your majesty? Boyette, prepare. I will away tonight. Madam, not so. I do beseech you, stay. Prepare, I say. I thank you, gracious lords, for all your fair endeavours and entreat out of a new sad soul that you vouchsafe in your rich wisdom to excuse or hide the liberal opposition of our spirits. If over boldly we have borne ourselves in the converse of breath, your gentleness was guilty of it. Farewell, worthy lord. A heavy heart bears not a nimble tongue. Excuse me so, coming too short of thanks for my great suit so easily obtained. The extreme parts of time extremely forms all causes to the purpose of his speed, and often at his very loose decides that which long process could not arbitrate. And, though the morning brow of progeny forbid the smiling courtesy of love, the holy suit which fain it would convince, yet, since love's argument was first on foot, let not the cloud of sorrow jostle it from what it purposed, since the wail friends lost, is not by much so wholesome profitable as to rejoice at friends but newly found. I understand you not. My griefs are double. Honest, plain words best pierce the ear of grief, and by these badges understand the king. For your fair sakes have we neglected time, played foul play with our oaths. Your beauty, ladies, hath much deformed us, fashioning our humours even to the opposed end of our intents. Those heavenly eyes that look into these faults suggested us to make. Therefore, ladies, our love being yours, the error that love makes is likewise yours. We to ourselves prove false by being once false forever to be true to those that make us both. Fair ladies, you. And even that falsehood in itself a sin, thus purifies itself and turns to grace. We have received your letters, full of love, your favours, the ambassadors of love, and in our maiden council rated them at courtship pleasant jest and courtesy, as bombast and as lining to the time. But more devout than this in our respects we have not been, and therefore met your loves in their own fashion like a merriment. Our letters, madam, showed much more than jest. So did our looks. We did not quote them so. Now, at the latest minute of the hour, grant us your loves. A time, methinks, too short to make a world without end bargain in. No, no, my lord, your grace is perjured much, full of dear guiltiness. And therefore this, if for my love, as there is no such cause, you will do aught, this shall you do for me. Your oath I will not trust, but go with speed to some forlorn and naked hermitage remote from all the pleasures of the world. There stay until the 12 celestial signs have brought about the annual reckoning. If this austere, insociable life change not your offer made in the heat of blood, if frosts and fasts, hard lodging and thin weeds nip not the gaudy blossoms of your love, but that it bear this trial and last love, then, at the expiration of the year, 
come challenge me. Challenge me by these desserts and by this virgin palm now kissing thine, I will be thine. Until that instant, shut my woeful self up in a mourning house, raining the tears of lamentation for the remembrance of my father's death. If this thou do deny, let our hands part, neither entitled in the other's heart. If this, or more than this, I would deny, to flutter up these powers of mine with rest, the sudden hand of death close up mine eye. Hence, hermit then, my heart is in thy breast. But what to me, my love, but what to me, a wife? A beard, fair health, and honesty. With threefold love, I wish you all these three. Oh, shall I say, I thank you, gentle wife. Not so, my lord. A twelve-month and a day, I'll mark no words that smooth-faced wooers say. Come when the king doth to my lady come. Then, if I have much love, I'll give you some. I'll serve thee true and faithfully till then. Yet swear not, lest ye be forsworn again. What says Mariah? At the twelve months' end, I'll change my black gown for a faithful friend. I'll stay with patience, but the time is long. The like are you, few taller are so young. Studies, my lady. Mistress, look on me. You hold the window of my heart, mine eye. What humble suit attends thy answer there? Impose some service on me for thy love. Oft have I heard of you, my lord Barone, before I saw you. And the world's large tongue proclaims you for a man replete with mocks, full of comparisons and wounding flouts, which you on all estates will execute that lie within the mercy of your wit to weed this wormwood from your fruitful brain, and therewithal to win me, if you please, without the which I am not to be won. You shall this twelfth month term from day to day visit the speechless sick and still converse with groaning wretches. And your task shall be, with all the fierce endeavor of your wit, to enforce the painted impotent to smile. To move wild laughter in the throat of death. It cannot be. It is impossible. Mirth cannot move a soul in agony. Why, that's the way to choke a jibing spirit, whose influence is begot of that loose grace, which shallow laughing hearers give to fools. A just prosperity lies in the ear of him that hears it, never in the tongue of him that makes it. Then if sickly ears, deaf with the clamors of their own dear groans, will hear your idle scorns, continue then, and I will have you and that fault withal. But if they will not, throw away that spirit, and I shall find you empty of that fault, right joyful of your reformation. A twelve-month? Well, before what will befall. I'll jest a twelve-month in a hospital. Aye, sweet my lord, and so I take my leave. No, madam, we will bring you on your way. Our wooing doth not end like an old play. 
Jack hath not Jill. These ladies' courtesy might well have made our sport a comedy. <laughs> Come, sir. <laughs> it wants a twelve-month and a day. And then twill end. That's too long for a play. Sweet Majesty, vouchsafe me. Was not that Hector? The worthy knight of Troy! I will kiss thy royal finger and take leave. I am a votary. I have vowed to Haquaneta to hold the plough for her sweet love three years. But, most esteemed greatness, will you hear the dialogue that the two learned men have compiled in praise of the owl and the cuckoo? It should have followed in the end of our show. Call them forth quickly. We will do so. Hola! Approach! This side is Hyams, winter. This, Ver, the spring. The one maintained by the owl, the other by the cuckoo. Ver, begin. When daisies pied and violets blue And lady smokes all silver white And cuckoo birds of yellow hue Do paint the meadows with delight the cuckoo then on every tree Mokes married men for thus sings he Cuckoo, cuckoo, a word of fear Unpleasing to a married ear When shepherds pipe on oaten straws A merry life's up alone in scloths And turtles tread and broom and doors and maidens bleach their summer smocks. The cuckoo then on every tree must marry men for the same Sit brooding in the snow, a 
and Marian's nose is red and raw. When blood is nipped and ways befoul, then nightly sings the staring owl to it, to The words of Mercury are harsh after the songs of Apollo. You that way, we this way. <laughs>